0: Hey, friends, and welcome to the Moving Mountains podcast. Moving Mountains is a place to hear true stories of modern-day miracles told by ordinary people just like you and me. My name is Paige, and I'm joined here in Alaska by my dear friends Margaret and Bernadette as we witness accounts of how God has worked in people's lives in big and small ways. As you listen to these stories of hope, answered prayers, and unexplained phenomena, we invite you to allow this space to inspire your faith and even to help you recognize the ways in which God is moving mountains in your own life. You're listening to part two of last week's episode. If you haven't heard part one, please return to our recordings to access the first half of this episode. We don't want you to miss any part of this story.
1: The doctor who was coming on duty was there the night he was born. And he came in and he sat down and he said to me, I never thought he'd get off a of vent. Wow. He wow. thought he'd be on a vent his whole life.
0: Wow! Oh my God! So he was
1: like, he was like, I cannot believe you're yeah. holding him without a octa- oh without God. the vent.
2: Oh wow.
1: He wow. thought he'd be on a vent Did... his whole life.
2: Wow! Oh my God! So he was
1: like, he was like, I oh. cannot believe you're yeah. holding him without a octa- oh without God. the vent. Oh
0: my God! So
1: you know,
3: gosh. and we were there all that time. I and I remember before I went to New York, one of his surgeries. Maybe it was that time. Where they said, How far do you want us to go? Do you remember everyone came to us and hugged oh us? Oh my gosh. Everyone, like, we were friends with the respiratory sure, therapist. Everyone, sure. And they're giving us hugs. And, and Johnny was teary eyed and yep. all like, Yeah, Johnny, I'll see you tomorrow. You know, <laughs> oh, like, he was,
1: Johnny was going on vacation. Oh, he was going on like, vacation. He was going to be gone for a week or so. And he gave us all hugs like he would never see us again. Yeah. And then he came back from vacation and we were still there. And he was like,
2: Oh my gosh.
3: He thought Anthony was You guys are still
1: here? Die. Anthony's still here? Yeah. Ah. You know, and like then, he thought oh, he'd pass away knows. by it while he was. We crying, had a lot so. of
3: those moments where people yeah, there were, were a lot like, of moments like, "Well, that. I guess the bones will be gone," you know, and and uh,
4: yeah. Wow. But, yeah, they wanted to get rid of you, but they didn't want to get rid <laughs> of you. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so so then uh, you know the kind. I, I went back to New York, and at the time I'm a late bloomer, so I was uh, I was finishing up my uh, internship. Uh uh-huh. um, His it, student teaching. In my student teaching in New York at the school, and. Uh, my boss, who everyone hated, Yeah
2: he, okay? was not a- he
3: was not a nice guy, you know, at this Catholic school, whatever, and he, he was just, he was very secular. They brought him in because he was a business guy, sure. you know, and uh, uh, he came up to me one day and everyone hated him. He called me into the office. And uh, Chris and I, our anniversary was coming up, you know, October 11th. So I'm in in New York. She's there. And he said, uh, hey, you're going to be with your wife on her anniversary. I said, I I can't go. I got Joey here. I can't fly back to Alaska or whatever. And he gave me his air miles.
2: Oh, my god. He was like,
3: you know, take my air miles. He said, can you arrange for Joey? Uh, Chris's mom took him. And I flew back to to Alaska for like a a long weekend. And
1: the nurses all... Took yeah, a collection, and, they, they, and, yeah. and, and we, they, we got to spend the weekend in one
2: of the one hotels. One of the hotels, oh of the hotels and they yeah, gave they us champagne, us,
1: and, and they, oh they just made gosh. a really nice basket yeah. for yeah, us so we yeah. could spend the weekend together.
3: So, I mean, just throughout that time, people were so nice to us, but not more so than here. Yeah. And all the time, Chris will tell this, when we were going back to New York when he was finally discharged, and he couldn't fly on a regular jet, so, so they put us on a medical jet. Oh, my. Um, yeah, which was interesting. Yeah, was a whole nother. Yeah, I mean, we, we hold, we butt across
5: the country. <laughs> how, old, t- how old was Anthony when that happened? So
1: he was born June 27th, and that was November 17th.
3: And he okay. was supposed to be born October 19th. Okay,
0: did you guys fly, fly straight us? from Alaska to New York? With well, well, we one stop, stop one
3: stop in Saskatoon. Canada, (laughs) you know, like, like to gas up or whatever. And then we flew to New York. And I remember telling Chris, I don't want to leave Alaska.
2: Mm -hmm.
5: Screw it.
3: Let's just, let's just, we need to be here. God brought us here. Mm -hmm. We're running into people like Danielle, these nurses. I'm like, it's unbelievable the care he's getting in the hospital. We fly to New York. We go to one of the top hospitals Mm -hmm. in New York, which will remain unnamed they're bringing us in. They're like, this is the baby from Alaska. The, the
1: doctors here have called the doctors there. Yeah. So they're mm-hmm. ready for him mm-hmm. to come. Right. Yeah. yeah.
3: They're like, uh, you know, here's the baby from Alaska. Uh, they don't know what they're doing in Alaska, so let's fix things.
1: Oh, dear. First we get out of the ambulance and we he's still in his car seat on the gurney. They didn't even take him out of the car seat. They just have him in the car seat on the... And the, the doc I don't even know if it was a doctor or just nurses, I don't know said uh, is this the baby from alaska and i said yes it is i know they spoke to you you know he's coming and they said yes but we wouldn't have saved him here
3: they said <gasps> they they told us there what they consider viability 25 weeks
1: yep And now they now that
3: tried. that might have been true but
1: why would they tell i am
3: gobstop that this guy is telling my wife this <laughs> like like it's so incredulous he was like he was like, wow, we wouldn't have even tried viability. is 25 mm-hmm. weeks. And, and all these things that were going through my head, and I was like, well, why'd you say that? But also, what do you mean viability? Like, what the hell does that mean? And also, and, how
0: yeah. can you look at this baby yes. yeah. and say, like, not be amazed that this baby yeah. is alive and not yeah. change your mind? Yeah. that yep. you okay. would then And, and I, think, try. I
3: think it was, I think it's population. Yes. I think. I, it's, I think they see so, so many babies come through that they are saying... Twenty-four weeks, twenty-three weeks. Go to the side. But you know, you know, and just,
5: hearing this as someone who's just listening to your story, it's. I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, like thank God, like clearly it was God's plan to was, have you get on a plane here. two days before your water broke and bring you to a place yeah. that wasn't and just incredible. gonna send this. They weren't gonna to throw him die. away.
1: That was equipped to they care were, for, for him. They weren't gonna and throw him the, away. The, wow, the, the everything to do it because so life then, is cheap. So then they tell us that first, and then we get into a room, and he's in a room the same size as the room he had by himself in here. There were four other babies in the room. He was Whoa. the fifth baby in the room, and Whoa. they said to me, they took him in, they said to me, you can go now. I said, go? Where am I going to go? You have my baby. And I was never asked to leave the room in Alaska. Where am I going? They said, you can go now.
3: She called the nurse. I called
1: the nurse. From, I called the in nurse. In
3: tears. Yep. And Kathy w- just felt so helpless, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. She was like, "I don't know what to do." You know, we talked to them, but in New York, they were going to fix everything. And they they said, "Oh, you know, we're going to get him off the uh, the oxygen and mm-hmm. whatever they did, they flooded his lungs well, and that it made was later. It, Oh, jeez, everything they they did. I was getting more and more so, pissed.
1: When we <laughs> left here, he was on um, the nasal cannula on like a quarter of a liter of continuous flow oxygen and no medications. We went to the hospital in New York. They told me those two things. And then I finally pull myself together and say, okay, just do what you have to do for my baby, you yeah. know? And, um,
3: Fair, They're very nice people in New York. We did, we did run into very nice people at the hospital and nurses who cared, mm-hmm. but just, it was such a different vibe. It yeah. was just such a different feeling. And we weren't, we weren't, By name, we were numbers. Yeah. Yeah. We were numbers.
1: But they took him and they they said, we want to get him off the oxygen. And I said, but they've tried everything in Alaska. He really needs this. It's only a little bit. He really needs it. They said, nope, we're going to try and get him off the oxygen. And I'm like, it's not going to work because they tried, you know. Mm -hmm. So they decided to do all these experimental. It was a teaching hospital. Yeah. And they decided to do all these experimental, you know, stuff that they've read about and everything. And we were in the hospital in New York for seven more days. And um, we left on more oxygen and three medications. Yeah, so they gosh, were not yeah. successful getting him off the oxygen. They needed He needed more. But also now he was on three medications. And I was like, <sighs> okay, just tell me what I have to do because yeah. I want to take my baby home and take care of him at home. So whatever you need me to do, they said, okay, you need to get these medications. And I was like, fine, I'll get them. I'll do what I'm supposed to do, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you right now, he only had oxygen when he came yeah. here, so I was not happy. But I did what so I was we, supposed we to do. So we dealt
3: with it, and and um, you know, once again, so here we are home, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, home is family, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no one came over. No mm-hmm. one, you know, got calls every now and again. Hey, how's it going? You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we would tell certain folks hey you could come but you know he's really susceptible to this and that and and you know we we had a lot of smokers in our lives Mm -hmm. you know and we're like do you mind like not smoking before you come here I don't care that you smoke but it's like around him you know whatever and and uh, those people said well Guess we won't come over. Wow, you know, so so we had a lot of that, and I I, I never felt more alone
2: mm-hmm. in my life.
1: And it was the snowiest winter in New York that we had, had winter. in years. You know, and and, and
3: and, and, it was and just you know, the, we we joke people. Uh, who are listening? Who are not from Alaska? You know, when people here say, "Hey, can you pick me up from the airport 1 a.m., 2 a.m., or whatever?" Mm-hmm. It's like, "Yeah, all right, 15 yeah. minutes." <laughs> yeah. In New York, someone says, um, "Hey, can you pick me up from the airport?" Man, they disappear. They're like, <laughs> "What? I'm Take not taking, Get it taking Yeah, oh, figure wow. that out. I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not doing that. So there was a lot of that, and I'm I'm there seething, you know, and I'm back at work. Chris is home taking care of Joey and Anthony and Anthony at doctor's
1: appointments, like. Four days yeah, a week. Yeah, that gosh was, that was her full-time job. Mm-hmm. And
3: all the time I'm thinking, got to get back to Alaska, mm, got to get back. Yeah. And then we were in New York not nine months. You know, he got sick again there, too. We had an ambulance ride, remember, through the snow.
1: And then oh they gosh. gave him pneumonia. And, and then they, they flooded yeah, his lungs. They flooded his lungs. Because they wanted him to eat more. He needs yeah. more volume. I'm like, I understand that, but he can't yeah. take more volume. He's too yeah. small. Well, we're just going to give him more volume. And I'm like, yes. my, how
3: my, much did he weigh at this point? Oh. oh, He was. Well, probably... he wore my wedding ring as a bracelet. Oh, my
1: goodness. But not at that point. At you know, this point, earlier, he was he probably yeah. about eight pounds, and he was. July, August, September, October, November, December, January, November. He's about 10 months old by that point. He yeah. was probably
4: between eight and oh, 10 pounds. Just like weighs like a newborn yeah. at yeah. that point. Mm-hmm. Wow. 10 so, months old from mm-hmm. his birth. Yes. But yes. only. Yes. A month old from where he, when he was supposed, yeah. So um, just trying to keep the
1: time yeah. straight. So he got wound up with pneumonia when they flooded his lungs, and um, then he was he was in the hospital, and the only way they would let me take him home again was if I agreed to a feeding tube. So I didn't want to do a feeding tube, button feeding tube yet. I wanted to try and feed him, and uh, so I agreed to a NG tube. So we did an NG tube just to get him out of the hospital again and it was the same hospital that he had gone was in when we flew in
2: mm-hmm.
1: so we got him on a feeding tube and we took him home and we got a feeding pump and we had a nurse that came to the house to help us and all this stuff mm-hmm. and every night we'd put him to bed with his pump set to feed him a reasonable volume of food for him to take and every morning we'd wake up and he'd be swimming in formula mm-hmm. oh. so it wasn't working oh
2: my gosh.
1: and we did this every day and we had a Nutritionist that came to the house, a speech therapist, an OT, yeah. a PT. Yeah,
2: we had, everything. We everybody came people. to the
1: house to help us, you know, work on all these feeding issues. My mother came from Puerto Rico. Yeah, that's Aww. because you
3: graduated.
2: Because I graduated, <laughs> I'm a
3: slow learner. But my mother came from Puerto Rico. and One of my favorite memories because my mother, like me, she ain't squeamish. You know, and his tube would come out oh. and and, uh, you know, if you didn't put it in right, it would go up his nose and out his mouth, which was a pretty neat trick. I was like, oh I wish I could do it today. You know, I'm like, wow, what a neat bar trick that would be. You know, but um, but like she would freak out. Uh, uh, well, with that, and and my mother, my mother was such a trooper. She was like, "Ah, oh, his tube's out. Let's stick it in there, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, up the nose oh, and everything." Yeah. God for people like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that that, that was cool. Or or later on when he got his feeding tube we, and yeah. his tube popped out, mm-hmm. I was the one who dealt with it or brought it because Chris was like, Ew. "Yeah, I don't know if I could do that.
5: I don't yeah. think I could."
1: We wound up so so that was April, May, June. He was almost a year old, and he okay. was probably probably 10 pounds, 12 pounds, tops. Wow. And, uh, and then we both got—we um, both did interviews for jobs over the phone, and we both got hired over the phone to come back
3: here. And how is God good? Danielle came into our lives. All those nurses came in, into our lives. Uh, they saved them at this hospital I don't know how many times and um uh who interviewed chris but a principal from uh creekside park at the time robin raymond a catholic (laughs)
2: Hmm.
3: who who you know just interviewed her and there was something about chris over the phone and she was like why don't you come to Alaska and come work for us Wow! and then i interviewed with my supervisors and uh you know, we didn't know this about Robin at the time or whatever. We we're just oh let's take a chance and, and we came back to Alaska. Yeah. One of the nurses that dogs.
1: one of the nurses that took care of him picked us up at the airport with an oxygen tank because oh, he had to have an oxygen gosh. tank when he got off the plane because wow. you can't take oxygen on the plane and you can't take it off the plane. So so you flew with a normal flight on your way back to. Alaska. Yes. Oh no 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 hold on hold on sorry quick segue there and by the way
3: this is the same nurse who came to visit us in New yes. York and we took her to Coney Island like we took the kids uh-huh. you know on the, oh, it was great exactly. so anyway. Um, yeah, we go back to Alaska, We're right? Back. We're coming back, and something got goofy with the plane tickets, and Chris and I got separated. Okay, oh my gosh. and she. I had
1: that. I had that coupon from. She. Neighbor. So so they. <laughs> so Chris.
3: Chris went on a plane. First, first class back to Alaska, and I came back with Anthony on oxygen. And Joey, and
2: jo- okay, oh my by
3: myself in coach, right? And I'm on a plane, and thank goodness everyone could see the ineptitude in my face <laughs> because I never had so many people in my life. They they were like, oh, oh look at that dad with two ba- oh, and that baby is on oxygen." Are you oh, get every every woman on the flight
2: oh, I came that. up
3: to me and said. Honey, do you want to go for a walk? I got the babies. I'll hold Anthony. Mm -hmm. I'll hold Joey. You know, and I'm telling my story to everyone on the plane there. And they all took care of it. But um, I don't want to tell too much because I want Chris to think I suffered deeply.
1: (laughs) We met in Seattle and we yeah, finished yeah, the rest yeah, of the we ride met, together. We met in Seattle. <laughs> but the nurse from the hospital uh, met us at the gate with oxygen and then she let us stay with her until oh we found the place gosh. to live.
3: Oh, and, she, and then she drove us around town and we saw different places and she was like, you will not live here. And she would check out and she would ask the <laughs> landlord, good. how fresh is this paint? Because yes. I still smell the fumes and this baby cannot be in there wow. and we're like, Lisa, wow, yeah. man, yeah, yeah. So, I love it. That's
5: incredible. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh so cool. yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. And then and then so we came back here. We started seeing the we so one of the um, discharge coordinators from the hospital. We kept in touch with her when we were planning to come back, and she mm-hmm. had us lined up to see doctors when we got back. Oh and um, we started seeing doctors when we came back, and we got rid of that silly NG tube that I didn't like. And we just tracked weight for a few months. And then finally in December, he was 18 months old and he weighed um, 16 pounds. And that was when he got his button feeding tube. So wow. then we started feeding him through the button. So he had been. He still didn't grow. And
3: he had mm-hmm. been on that feeding tube. We, we flew to Puerto Rico um, to visit with family while he was still wow. on the feeding tube. Yeah. He was on oxygen until how old?
1: A uh, little bit over two years old.
3: Wow. Little over two. Feeding tube until four.
1: Feeding tube till four. Oxygen till a little bit over two, and um, and then.
3: And Joey was the best big brother. Oh, he loves his little to this day. Oh, yeah. Loves his that's little amazing. brother. Took care of him.
0: I was gonna ask like, how did because that's such a developmental like time well, for Joey. So yeah. the, the
1: very first time Joey saw him. So for the first couple of weeks, we I kept leaving Joey and going into the hospital, and he would say. Um, why? what are the doctors doing to mommy and the baby? He didn't know that Joey was, I mean, Anthony was even born at first. Okay. And then finally one day we brought him into the hospital. Jose brought him in yeah. and I was holding Anthony mm-hmm. for the first time. And Aunt jo- and Joey comes running over and kisses him on the head and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. You know, and I'm like, I don't know what to do because he's kissing him. Mm -hmm. He shouldn't be kissing him. He's, you know, he's too small, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't stop him. And he was just like, well, he's just my baby. There he is. You know, like he didn't see any of the, any of the stuff. He just saw the baby and that's his baby. And then when we went home to New York, Joey was in daycare. And in May or June, maybe, I don't know, in the spring, it was nice out. I took Anthony to the daycare center to pick Joey up one day. And again, he had the, the NG tube, so he had a big piece of white tape on his cheek, and he had the nasal cannula, and I'm carrying the oxygen, and I'm carrying the aunt baby, and I go into daycare, and all the kids in aunt Joey's daycare class are like, oh, what's wrong? And Joey's like, what? That's my baby. Aww. Like, he had no, like, he didn't see yeah. any of it. He was just yeah. his baby, you no. know? And, and, wow.
3: and, and, so and to this day, right before we came to meet with you guys, we were out with Joey to dinner, and we were FaceTiming with Anthony. Mm-hmm. And and where is Anthony today? He's at Purdue University. Oh. My Twenty gosh. years old Third at year Purdue. Purdue. Um uh he still has his struggles. His lungs uh, have been and will be compromised. He sort of has asthma. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um he had some developmental issues. He did very well in high school. But the, the new thing that we found out um, last week, well, Anthony had a lot of anxiety about college and mm-hmm. through COVID and everything. He did not do well with online learning. Um, he, his routine was upset. He was very upset. And, and uh, we decided to get him some counseling. Yeah. So he met at with a counselor. Request. At his request. And he went and met with a counselor and she had suggested to do some additional testing because she had seen some interesting things and then we did a whole battery of tests before he went back to purdue interviews with us every alphabet letter test that you could take from iq to the Basque to the whisk to the wyatt or whatever and uh um he ended up with a diagnosis of autism so high functioning autism uh slow processing mm-hmm. speed uh you know intellectually he's doing okay but his processing speed is really low mm-hmm habits, you know, um, uh, almost OCD type behavior, sure.
2: yeah.
3: high anxiety with performance and everything and, and
1: ADHD on top of ADHD it. Wow.
3: and, and anxiety. Those were the three things. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, I just looked at it as, wow, what another blessing in a weird uh, way, yeah. because he is going to get some additional supports in right. school that we're starting to investigate um, he's still Anthony. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He and said he's
1: got more determination yeah. than any. He's not a
3: kid anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <he's now. laughs> oh, any kid,
1: an any kid I've ever seen. He's he got he, the determination and drive to do everything. And he's funny That's in something. his
3: own quirky way. You know, when he he uh, he read the thirty-one page report, and he was like, "Wow, it's really interesting reading your whole life story yeah. wow. on here." And he oh, said, sure. uh, "He said autism, huh?" He was like, "That doesn't sound cool. Why don't we just call it the tism?" <laughs> I got the tism, you know, and I'm like, Wh- whatever floats your boat, kid. Um, but yeah, so he still has his challenges, but he's yeah. blessed. He's surrounded by people here yep. who love him very much. We have a, we have um, a, a
1: tremendous church community that all support him in every way possible. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, wow.
3: So I, you know, I look back and and when I had those times of guilt, you know, and said, "Why did this happen?" I don't know. Um, you know, God, God works through. Any tragedy, God doesn't make these things happen. You know, bad things happen, uh, but God can use any situation in your life to to show you a path, mm-hmm. to to you know to bring some awareness to you, um, to lead you on the right track. And and for some reason, we're supposed to be here in Alaska yeah. with you guys yeah. right here at mm-hmm. this moment. You know what a blessing uh, you all have been to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. you know, and likewise, community. you guys have been
5: amazing. Oh, definitely. To us too. So, so, so yeah. I like just wondering, you know, when you left New York and you were feeling so alone, and just you were really feeling that gap in the way you were treated in one place versus the other. Mm-hmm. What was it like when you came back to Alaska? Like, you know, did did you slip into community here? Like, mm-hmm. did were people supportive?
1: Well, when we got here, we had Danielle, she mm-hmm. and and the nurses, mm-hmm. and they're although they both worked in the hospital, they were different communities. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They weren't, mm-hmm. they didn't know each other. Right. So through Danielle, we got hooked up with our friends that um, that uh, that she was really good friends with through church, through St. Anthony's. And Carolyn was teaching preschool Sunday school. And Danielle called and said, tomorrow is the first day of preschool Sunday school. Joey should go. Yeah. Mm. And that's, that say, was yeah, like Joey. the door that opened yeah. for us. So Joey joined that class, and we went to church, and everyone just
3: the, these li- these just little things opened
1: their doors to us. Anthony,
3: wow. the first the first year we came back here, Anthony ended up in the hospital. Was that RSV?
1: No, no, no. No, was no.
3: that was that another surgery?
1: That was probably another probably surgery. another
3: surgery. So okay. he ended up in the hospital. You know, we came back in August. You know, we started working uh, with the district. That was his feeding tube surgery? probably is feeding tube surgery. And we're in the hospital. We're in the hospital with Christmas, okay? Mm-hmm. And we're not thinking of it. You know, we met Danielle. We you know, everyone's us. got family. <laughs> uh, Joey's with us. And uh, and this couple, you know, who knew Danielle and Chris had met them before, they show up at the hospital with Christmas dinner for us. Oh, my God. And and we're like, who are these people?
2: <laughs> yeah.
4: You
3: know, and, and it just seems like every person that i met in alaska was just slightly nicer than the (laughs) last and it's weird man it's weird but what what a beautiful weirdness you know
0: well when i first came here i remember going back to texas and being like man those alaskans they give southern hospitality a run for its money Mm -hmm. really truly oh
4: for sure
3: and 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 you know we tease our friends now because we're still best friends 20 years later now and we're like see you fed us and we never left (laughs) So you should, uh, yeah. bet you regret bringing us dinners at a hospital because now we're like knocking on the door. Hey, uh, you know, and, and the same good. family takes us, <laughs> takes us in for uh, Easter. Every holiday, Alaska mm. makes family. Yeah, you know, wow. so yeah, every holiday we we spend with these folks.
1: But I tell you, that phone call that got Joey into that preschool class was definitely a huge door opening for us mm. to to a wonderful community right? of people yeah. i mean in new york we, like we went home. to church but not consistently because yeah. it was always so crowded it was yeah. it, there was some we didn't know anybody you know oh, nobody knew anyone in church and
3: and, and and then and then we lived in a place and this is a very typical new york thing we couldn't really socialize or go anywhere because you might lose your parking spot <laughs> uh. So, for so real? like, it, no, for real, there That's were times, true. there were times where we would come home and I'd be out till three in the morning waiting for, waiting for someone like leave. on the uh, guest to leave or someone on a night shift oh, to go no to work. Way. And I'm sitting out there, you know, what my brick phone <laughs> that we had at the time. And I'm like, uh, yeah, Chris, the raccoons are circling and she's like the raccoon. <laughs> it is insane. And, and it's just so different here, mm-hmm. you know? So, wow. um, wow. yeah, just building community. And I think because of that. Chris and I have helped, had that strong need, want, desire, or calling mm-hmm. to give back. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. know, we we try to do services at the oh, church. Oh,
5: you definitely do. Yes. I mean, yes. even yes. just the way that I met you and the mm-hmm. small group training that you were doing, and um, I, I'm just wondering because you've mentioned a couple times now too, like the headspace that you were in, even in your relationship with God, when yeah. all of this happened. Um, how do you think this experience just changed you over time, in regard to like I guess your relationship with God now and what faith means to you in your life?
1: I I, I well yeah. I owe him tons of thanks for, for saving my baby, yeah. and I just think that he was there the whole time, and 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 sometimes I felt it, and other times I just knew, mm-hmm. you know, like like. I don't know, I just, he was certainly watching over Anthony every single day. Even the days that I stepped away, he was yeah. watching him. And, and mm-hmm. it truly made me appreciate everything so much more. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Nothing more than our time here has showed me that God is love. Mm-hmm. You know, um, every person that we encounter, mm-hmm. every experience we've had, not that it's been perfect. Life is of not course. perfect, but, but God can work through the imperfect. And, um, you know, my faith has just gone stronger. You know, I went from that belief that, well, maybe it was something I did. Maybe it was my misspent youth. You mm-hmm. know, maybe it was mm-hmm. whatever to saying, no, I think God's working. In a different way, the Holy Spirit yeah. is calling me here I also for think, something else. I
1: also think that I, I know of, I've, I've experienced with the children I work with, a lot of families fall apart when there's a crisis yeah. like mm. this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that having a crisis like this has brought Jose and I closer. Mm-hmm. I mm. think that we built a stronger relationship in our faith of knowing that God was watching over Anthony and knowing that we have to do what we can with God's help to make Anthony yeah. be wow. the fine young man he is. And, and seeing so people beautiful. in that
3: situation, you know, I, I think we have that experience at least to listen to them, mm-hmm. you know, to, to say, yeah, yeah I, I know what you've been through,
5: mm-hmm. you know. I, I can't even imagine what it would be like to be in that situation and then to meet someone in your jobs like you who would truly understand. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just incredible how God placed. This trial in your life, and Mm -hmm. it brought the two of you together and closer to him, and literally moved you across the country, which is you know a a significant chunk of the world that you moved across Mm -hmm. across two countries. Yes, (laughs) Yes. Yes. leap of faith, yeah, for sure. And just to see, wow, you know, you you have a very unique skill set, and also you know what you understand in your heart that most people couldn't even relate to. So, I, I guess one of the questions is if. There are people listening to this who are relating to this story or who in the past were in a situation like this or are currently going through something similar do you have any advice for them
3: uh look for god in your life you know sit back and listen you're, you're gonna you're gonna hurt yeah. um you know you're 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 gonna be confused and you're gonna be lost but God is always there, mm-hmm. and and God, God is love, you know, and mm-hmm. and He always opens the door. It's it's we that either choose not to listen, or we turn away, or we forget that. Um, just see how God is working in your life, and and how that situation is calling you to a closer relationship. Mm-hmm.
1: I just think always have faith. Just, mm. just, I mean. I don't know. Sometimes it feels really rough, but there's faith inside somewhere and just hold on to that and mm-hmm. go through each day looking for the little things that God brings you. Yeah.
4: Amen. What yeah. a story of faith. I'm. This is my first time hearing your story and I'm just blown away. What I love about it, there's a lot of little things I love about it, but it's that little decision to go to Alaska for those five days and literally your world was flipped. <sighs> okay. But without that trip and without that whole experience, would you have ever left New York and found this Alaska family? You know, it's like mm-hmm. God yeah. knew,
2: mm-hmm. you know, what
4: you said, We you, you can't necessarily see God in the midst of that turmoil. In the midst of the turmoil, it's God, why are you doing this yes. to us? Mm-hmm. 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 But he sees the rest of the story mm-hmm. that we can't see. Mm-hmm. What a gift you guys are. I mean, and your sons who I've never met, I, I'm sure, you know, they're a gift to everyone they meet. And your sons are... He's at Purdue. I was like, mm-hmm. that's not sh- St- too Chevy. <laughs> studying,
3: studying pharmaceutical sciences. Oh my goodness! Because of all the medicines he's been on, and and um, he's just always been interested in yeah. the interaction. It's...
5: Talk about how God uses suffering to do that, you know. Oh you know, like, Those are the people who care the most mm-hmm. and end up doing mm-hmm. the most, just like you. Like Margaret said, that one small decision who would be in your place helping those people that you're helping today and those children that you're working mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and it's amazing just having met Anthony as well. He's just, you know, when I met him, I, I didn't think, I knew kind of your story, but not this much mm-hmm. in depth. But I just thought, oh, he's a young man. Like mm-hmm. he, was a, he was a preemie, but here he is as an adult. He's fine. And, you know, he's off doing the hunting and trapping in Alaska. <laughs> he has, you know, his. Mm. He, he's just a just a young adult a young Mm -hmm. man off Mm -hmm. doing his adventurous things and so it's so crazy to hear he he's literally a walking breathing miracle because Mm -hmm. babies aren't supposed to survive when they're that small and you know some people listening to this may have lost a baby in this situation i think
1: about that a lot yeah Mm -hmm. breaks my
5: heart and that is that's a whole different experience but you know you can kind of see the beauty in some people you know like you said, God doesn't choose for these things to happen. It's part of living in a broken world where mm. there is pain and suffering and um and we just have to deal with the suffering that comes our way. but it's just really cool hearing your story because having been through this, you can relate and help so many people um, you know, even those who have lost a baby, but those also who are you know have have children who just have these difficulties and need extra care it's just you know, it's it's really amazing to hear one side of this story and to see the impact that God can have in taking one painful situation and and you know, making a life out of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, it is really amazing. And I, I was Anthony's youth minister. For- <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's so, special. Um, the first time I met Anthony, I didn't know the story because um, I was still just kind of getting to know the Pavone family and slow processing for anthony i thought he was gonna be this like troublemaker kid who (laughs) was constantly high on drugs um i just remember thinking like this kid's this kid's smoking pot (laughs) (laughs) and then i found out who anthony is just by getting to know him and then hearing his story and i was like this kid's amazing Mm. like this kid is not a troublemaker this kid Definitely doesn't smoke pot because he mm. doesn't have the lungs to do it. Mm. Oh gosh! Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's just like, just like you're saying, so quirky, so funny, mm. just like, just so chill. But like, always puts a smile on your face. And yeah, I okay. and I was also Joey's youth minister for a little bit mm. too. So oh, cool. Yeah, just amazing boys. And and your family has been such a blessing to us. Such a blessing to this community. Um, and we're just so thankful for y'all. And
5: absolutely, yeah. I, I do want to add as well. Uh, being a transplant to plant Alaska myself, uh, you know, there's that time where you don't know anyone, <laughs> and yeah. it's just it's just tough when you're moving that far and you have no community, no family. And um, when I met Jose through a church group. He was one of the people that I came home and I told Kyle. (laughs) He's just so nice and easy to talk to, and I feel so welcome. And one of the reasons that I looked forward to even showing up there. So it's just, you know, you can see full circle Mm -hmm. how, Mm -hmm. you know, you had that experience, but now you're giving that experience to so many people as well and being the ones who are the community and the welcoming and the the caring people who others find here. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Well, thank you again for sharing your story. We are going to wrap this up by sharing our mini miracles of the week. So I'll be going first. Um, my mini miracle is just sacramental grace um, in the sacrament of matrimony. Uh, Christiane and I just celebrated three years of marriage yesterday. So Yay. I know it's like, wow, three years. But then also it's like, how has it only been three years? It feels like forever. <laughs> um so yeah it's just such a blessing to have such an amazing husband and just the just that sacramental grace is so underrated and that was probably so important and like shown so much for you Mm -hmm. jose and christine like that was probably part of the like a huge part of the reason why you guys got closer and why you made it through was because of the sacramental Mm -hmm. grace that you guys Mm -hmm. had so Mm -hmm. yeah that's my mini miracle
4: what about you margaret so i am a youth minister and sometimes i give talks at uh retreats which i'm doing this weekend and i was feeling um uninspired mm-hmm. <laughs> and this week we're not having masses because the priests are all on retreat oh, yeah. and so i was like well when i go to church in the morning where i work i'm going to stop an adoration so i just get some time with the lord and so I got stuck in adoration yesterday. And what I mean by that is the person who was supposed to be there was not. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll hang out with you, Jesus. And um <laughs> praying about this talk. And I look over and I see a book with a title about the Holy Spirit. And I was like, I bet I need to look at that book. Mm-hmm. And the talk just started to come together. And so it was a little mini miracle that I went to adoration at a time I don't normally mm. go to, and then I found this book, and then the talk inspiration is coming now. So I'm so thankful for that mm. uh, blessing.
5: How about awesome. you, Verna? Yeah. My mini miracle this week um, was I got to see a friend who, the last time I saw her was a few months ago after she had just experienced, um, well, actually during the visit, she experienced the loss of a second baby in a row. Um, and so it, it was just a really challenging time for her, and we have been praying super hard for this couple. Um, and I saw her again this past week, and she found out that she is nine weeks pregnant with a baby with a heartbeat. Amen. And so we're still praying for them, but just it's just you know amazing when a prayer is answered like that, and we're so thankful for the gift of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Oh, what yeah. about you, Jose?
3: Um, just today. uh uh, boy this sounds horrible i was going for massage (laughs) (laughs) medically necessary (laughs) massage so i was going for a massage and i had been seeing uh you know the the masseuse for about a year now and she's pleasant and we you know exchange pleasantries and today as i was getting changed she saw my scapular and she said um Uh, jose i hope you don't mind me asking but is that a scapular and i said yeah she said you're catholic i said yeah she said i am too well then we chatted for an hour about, wow. you know, she, she goes to church at Holy Family and, you know, St. Wow. Pat's. And we are talking one thing or another. And I said, Hey, you know, there's a woman's retreat and it's pretty popular. And my wife's been involved. And, and as I was leaving, I said, no pressure, just want to leave. You know, she chases me out of the room. She said, Hey, will you tell your wife to get me a pamphlet or information? Oh, wow, wow. And, you know, I want to bring that back to my family. And it, it's just, you know, God, God opens these doors,
2: mm-hmm.
5: you
3: know, to community, even more community. And it, it's just a beautiful thing.
5: That's awesome. That is awesome. What about you, Chris? <sighs> I think my mini
1: miracle for the past week or so is that um, doors opened up for Anthony to get the help he needed. Mm. To, to, to um, I mean, it's a long process to have all these evaluations done and get answers. And he was able to have it done before he left for school. So we have more information about what he needs mm-hmm. to get him the help he needs. Yeah. So just think it was amazing that those doors opened for him. That's
5: wonderful.
4: So good. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to close this in prayer. Um, thank you guys again. What a, what a gift. Thank you for sharing your story. It's Sharing a story can be transformative for the storyteller and those listening. So mm-hmm. just thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm-hmm. Lord Jesus, thank you for the gift of your love you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for blessing us with Jose and Christine today to share their story about their son and how you how you led them to the great state of Alaska. I pray for anyone who is suffering in a similar situation that they did um, with a premature child. I pray for support and comfort and healing and an outpouring of grace. We ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Father, Father, Son, Holy Holy
2: Spirit.
4: Amen.
0: Amen. Venerable Fulton Sheen, pray Pray for for us. us. And the blessed mother's birthday is today. So Mary Mother of God, pray pray
4: pray for for us. us.
3: Happy birthday.
0: (laughs) Happy birthday. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Moving Mountains podcast. If you have a miracle story to tell please call our hotline at 412-449-9609 and be sure to follow us on instagram at moving mountains podcast ak we encourage you to subscribe leave us a rating and review
2: and share our podcast with others we'll see you next time